This is the Kindness and Happiness Connection with Dr. Elia Gorgoris, the Happiness Doctor, and Randy McNeely, the Kindness Giver. Join us weekly with our invited guests as we share actionable kindness and happiness tips, insights, and inspiration to promote personal and professional well-being. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be. Welcome to another episode of the Kindness and Happiness Connection podcast. I am Randy McNeely, the Kindness Giver, here with my amazing co-host, Dr. Elia Gorgoris. How are you doing, my friend, today, Dr. Elia? I'm good, and I'll tell you why I'm good, because I learned something new today. That's why I'm good. Can I share it? Sure. So listen to this, and this is kind of on a somber note, but there's a point to it. I was listening to this guru speaking about and issuing a challenge to his audience. Like when you wake up tomorrow morning, so this happened yesterday, smile before you do anything else. Well, you're still in bed laying down. Before you do anything else, smile. And he said, why? Because over 150,000 people did not wake up this morning. So this is the average. This is the average of deaths. You know, I, I know we have more births than deaths in the world, but every day, 150,000 people perish. So the fact that, and his whole point is like, well, you weren't one of them, and today is a new day to paint your masterpiece. And and I thought, how profound is that? I mean, it's a simple thing, like to smile just because I'm breathing, like I'm actually breathing. 150,000 other people didn't breathe, stopped breathing through the night. That was it. Their lives are over. And I thought, what a great way to begin your life in your day in gratitude mode before you get out of bed for the mere fact that you have been given one extra day to live on this earth. Powerful. So that's what I learned today. So that's kind of new. That was a great share, by the way. Starting with day with a smile is a great thing because it really does start your day off right. And we get to start out this program with a smile because we have an amazing lady named Nicole Jones, who is another is a return guest. And she just, I mean, she's got a smile that could knocks the socks off people because it just lights up the room when she comes in. And Elia is going to share a little bit about her with us. And, and we're going to, and he's going to jump into a question that we ask our guests every week. And then we're going to get really get started because Nicole's got some great things to share. Welcome, Welcome. Nicole. Hi, nice to be back, guys. Good to see you. Smiles for days. Yay. Good to see you too. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, Nicole Jones is a certified executive coach committed to partnering with leaders to help them unlock their true potential and realize their vision. She also coaches speakers as well as conducts intensive interview prep. I'd like to know more about that, too. I didn't remember that from your bio from before, so that's really good. Nicole brings over 15 years of experience in both the finance and healthcare industries, primarily as a head of investor relations and corporate communications, where she worked closely with the C-suite senior management, cross-functional teams, business colleagues, as well as scientists and Wall Street. Additionally, she's often engaged in problem solving, raising potentials within teams, more effective organizational communication, employee conflict, and crisis management. Nicole grew up in Virginia, moved to Boston for over 20 years, and currently lives in Alexandria, Virginia. She's a dedicated mom to an eight-year-old, adorable eight-year-old, I might add, with whom she recently received her black belt in martial arts form of Taekwondo. Nicole's mission is to help when and where she can, because she can. I love that. 
Nicole, welcome back to our show. You know, and we always start off with a with a question: How has kindness and happiness played a role in both of your professional, but also your personal life as well? You know, I, I, we probably mentioned this before, but I'll, who knows if this is the way that it came out before or not. But um, it's kind of like what you said. You just started off the show about being grateful that you wake up and you have that smile on your face, right? I mean, I I can't remember when I wasn't smiling. Like I've always was that child that was so excited about life, so excited to start the day. And I'm still that adult. While I do have my moments, right? We all have our moments. For the most part, I always go back to my smile. It's inviting for others, but it also has this deep sense of, you know what, today not, may not be the best, but you'll get through it. Like my smile just connects with people, uh, connects with my clients, connects with my child, just connects with everyone that I have. And I feel like that's the door that opens many conversations of me just looking at someone and giving them a nod and a smile. It's been difficult with the mask, but I think now people see that I'm smizing with my eyes when I see them. So, um, you know, something that you touched upon, it's really just being grateful um, that I am, that I am breathing. I didn't know that statistic. That was very powerful. I appreciate you. Very powerful. That. I know. Um, I, actually, to be honest, the guy that the, the said this, there are a million people. I'm like, that can't possibly be right. So I went back and I did my research. It's 150,000 per day. But still, there's a significant amount of people that whose life ended yesterday and they don't get to breathe today and be around and connect and love and be happy and go through life. So gratitude is key. And it's a great way to start off your day with a smile. Okay. Yeah. What are you going to say? <laughs> I know that. that so see, and there it is. But it can't help it. It's just my smile. You know, it's an amazing thing. I had an experience I, last March, right before the pandemic hit. Last time I've been on a plane and I got on the plane, I was flying back from Utah to, to Iowa and uh, I came on and, and I was smiling. I can't remember what I was thinking about, but I was smiling and kind of chuckling to myself. And a guy looked up at me and said, you got a great smile. I said, yeah. And I said, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll bet I can make the next 10 people that I see smile. And other people looked up at that point and I, and I smiled at them and, I, and they all smiled back. I said, see, it's that easy. <laughs> it's that easy. And uh, it's a it's a great thing. Now, I want the mothers that are working mothers that may be working from home, particularly because of the pandemic, a lot more people are working from home than they were before. I want if you're in our audience, I want you to listen up because we have the privilege of getting some info from straight from the lady, the lady who is the work at home mom coaching expert. I'm going to put you right on the spot, Nicole, but she is. <laughs> well, thank, she, you. thank you. She has some wisdom and insights. What can you tell tell us, Nicole, about to get some tips, some insights that, that working mothers can take and that are actionable, that they can take and use maybe to make their lives a little bit easier? What have you found? What has worked for you as a working mother in the last year and a half or in fact you were doing it before so yeah spill, spill the beans for our audience spill the beans well first and foremost you guys know that i'm real so i'm just going to be real to the moms it hasn't been easy right it's been it's been a tough time for all of us um, but i think that moms lots of times will just take on more than they know what to do with <clears throat> it's just so easy it's like yeah mom will do it mom will do it or there's an expectation that mom will do it because she always does it or she knows how or she'll figure it out, right? 
And so I, the moms that are listening, I feel you and I hear you because I had some struggles of my own. But the one thing that I think has been, you know, I, I learned this actually when my mom passed away. And I think that's what's just kind of helped me as I've continued my journey as a mom and just as, as a person is that you gotta ask for help. The first time that I asked for help was when my mom passed away, that I realized I couldn't carry all of that. I couldn't do everything. I couldn't be everything. I could just be me for that moment. Why is and it so I, hard though? That's not easy when you're, I mean, I know for myself asking for help is one of the toughest things and I've worked my entire life to try to overcome that. Why is it so hard for us to ask for help? I think it's the fear of if I ask for help, then people will think that we're weak. If I ask for help, people will think that I don't know how to do it, right? Because that's that's a lot of times I, I hear my clients say, well, I don't want to ask for help because I don't want people to think that I don't know how to do something. And those are our assumptions that we live in. And to knock those assumptions, I'm always like, well, how true is that? Did, did someone actually tell you that you're weak because you asked for help? And lots of times people will be like, no, right. That's the assumption that you built in your head. And we spend time in that. We fester and we, and we build these stories and we own them. And then we think they're actually reality when in fact they're not. But I think for the hard, for the longest time, I was that person that was like, I don't want to ask for help. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. Because we also trust who we are. We also trust the potential problem that we're going to solve. But I don't know if you're going to be able to solve it the way that I will or the way that I would, right? And so if I can just be in control, because control is something else that comes into that, if I can control it, we're good, right? Because I know what I want my child to wear to school. I want to, I know what I want the lunch to be. I know what I want this to be and, and so on, right? But the thing is, is that sometimes you just have to kind of back yourself up. And in the big picture, big scheme of things, does this really matter? Some of the things that we get fixated on, do they really matter? Some of my friends are like, oh, my, my daughter went to school and she had on like a pink top with a gray and green striped pants or something. I don't know if I would have put that on. Well, you know, it, it is what it is. And we could get so fixated on what the child looks like, what the child's eating and, and all that kind of stuff, because we just feel like we need to be the person that knows and does everything. But when we do that, then we're not able to kind of be have, have some kind of solace for ourselves. We're just so consumed and overwhelmed because then we start getting the resentment of like, I'm doing everything. Um, I, how come I have to make all the decisions? I have a spouse. I have a partner. Why aren't they helping? And again, we're fighting against ourselves. No one said that they wouldn't help. But I always sit I, back right. and ask the question, have you actually asked for help? That is a great question. If people are in a position where they're feeling like, oh my gosh, and, they're, and their self-talk, they're defeating themselves in their mind. They're talking to themselves and say, oh, I can't do this, or I'm not able to function this way because of this. I don't have the skill or whatever it is. They're, they're, where they're defeating themselves in their mind, what, 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 what do you say to them? How do you overcome that? And, and how do you find the courage to reach out and ask for that help when you need it? And it, really, you're talking about being vulnerable, open, raw, even sometimes, especially when you're down because you're at your most you know, vulnerable. Again, when we're doing well, we're not asking for help because we're on top of the world. Correct. But when we're down, we beat ourselves up on top of it. And so it's 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 not easy to we do that. We feel so small. We feel so small, yeah. right? Yeah. But I think it goes back to 
we need to just give ourselves permission. You, you don't know everything. You're not perfect. You can't be all to everyone. If you can't be something to yourself, you can't be someone, something to someone else. Right. And so it's that whole thing about, you know, put your oxygen mask on first and then help others. But lots of times we're not doing that. We're just thinking about others. When you're a kind person, when you're a happy type of person, we're always thinking about others. And sometimes we're not thinking about ourselves. As long as my kids are okay, my spouse is okay. As long as they're okay, mommy will be okay too. But that's not really what happens. You're, that doesn't you're happen. You're speaking truth. That's the truth. Yes. I'm a living example of that. I, I try to be kind to everybody. I'm the kindness giver, you know, and I, I look for ways to serve and stuff like that. I almost killed myself doing it. Earlier this year, when I had to have my stint put in, I mean, I, I could have very well, I could have been one of those uh, part of that statistic mm -hmm. and not woken up and been able to smile because I was so focused on helping my neighbors and things. Not that that was a bad thing, you know, because I was able to do a lot of great service for them, but mm -hmm. I wasn't taking care of myself the way that I should have. And, you know, I, I'm, I thank God every day that I'm still alive and I, I, I don't necessarily get up and smile first thing, but I, that's a great practice. I'm going to start doing that. But yeah, because you consciously are aware of the fact that you're actually breathing, like you, you made it through the night and you're breathing and you're, and you're given another opportunity, another day on this earth to do your very best, to love self, others, God, whatever, to do all that stuff. You're given an extra day. Most of us walk through life and we take life for granted until something. Correct. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We take life for granted until something, like you said, something happens that makes us be like, oh, I've got to live differently. I've got to, okay. I got to make sure. And it's, we need to try to stop ourselves before that thing happens. Right. Okay. How do you redirect yourself? Yeah. Yeah. How do you change the narrative? And, and you know, something else Th this morning, I was in a, in a group discussing Basically, you know how, and we've coached people like that too. I know, Nicole, you have as well in the corporate world and so on, who executives especially who work very, very hard in the C-suite, who at some point hit the wall. Yep. And, and they have what they describe as a midlife crisis. And whether that means the midlife crisis, like I hate my job and my career, I want to do something different, or I hate my significant other, I want to separate or divorce or whatever, or what, what have you. And I had this thought, I'm like, why do we wait until there's a midlife crisis when the wheels are falling off versus having what I call a midlife reflection? A check a exactly. A midlife reflection means you stop before you go over the cliff. <laughs> you know, you can see the cliff coming and you pause. And, you know, the pandemic in some ways, I call it the great pause, right? For 18 months or almost two years now, we've had the number to pause and to ponder and to think what's really important to me. Mm -hmm. Now, you work with a lot of with, with working women in the corporate world, who are moms and so on. It, it, tell us about that. And I know you have some exciting things coming up. Coaching these ladies, I know, which is both <laughs> individual coaching and maybe as a group, as a team coaching. And how does that work? And, and tell us, how did that come about? That's a pretty wonderful thing that you're doing. And it's a niche market, by the way, I think. Now. Yeah, I mean, I, um, <clears throat> you know, like you said, I coach leaders, helping them unlock their true potential and realize their vision. And like you said, this whole life crisis thing that happens for people, I think that, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a period of time where we just have our head down and we're just doing it. We're just going, we're doing our work. We're going to work. We're dropping off the kids. We're doing this. And we're just letting life pass us by, right? We're just part of life, but we're not being life, right? We're just part of it. 
And the pandemic has done a lot for me, has done wonders for me. I so introspective. I have taken this time to really shut down social media, do things and just be really introspective to be like, all right, Nicole, let's ask yourself some tough questions. Are you doing what you truly said you wanted to be doing? Are you doing it effectively? Are you doing it on your terms, not your terms? I really had to just start to get in there and ask myself questions and answer it. Because where was I going over the 18 months? People that are like, oh, I want it to be back to normal. I don't want it to be back to normal in terms of what I was doing, you know, 18 months from now. Yes. Like the growth that I've had personally is the growth that I want to keep continuing. Right. And so putting myself out there, doing different things or things that I kept saying, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do it when I have time, when I have time, I'm going to do it. Then you start realizing, well, we didn't have much going on personally. Wow. I had a lot of time, a lot of time to look at websites, a lot of time to look at content, a lot of time, you know, these kinds of things, a lot of time to get on and talk to people that I haven't really engaged with in a long time and to look at things differently from a different perspective, but also from other perspectives, right? Sometimes we're just, like I said, we're in our bubble and we just want to have our own perspective. So in this time, I've made partnerships with some different people. I'm I'm going to be working on some webinar series um, coming up probably in the fall, if not, maybe the winter time. Things that I said, oh, I don't know if I ever want to do anything like that. That's not my thing. But I I started listening of like, well, you say it's not your thing, but are you just saying that because of time? Or are you just saying that because you don't know if it's your thing or not. But I do believe that we all have a talent and I enjoy connecting with people. And I feel like my smile does connect with people. So just keeping it to myself and just always coaching one-on-one, while it's great, I love coaching people around speaking. Okay, that's something that I love doing, but how come I'm not speaking more? Right. So I had the opportunity to speak at a company. It was great talking to them about, you know, what I do for a living, my story of what led me to become an executive coach. And from that, there are other people that heard me at the company now potentially going to be working with some moms, some hardworking moms who came together during um, the pandemic and just trying to figure out like, what is it that we're trying to do? It's very hard to be a mom. And it's very hard to be a businesswoman and all these kinds of things. And I felt that. I felt that because I have that on some of my days, right? So being able to go in and figure out my life's motto, you know, help when and where I can because I can. I'm starting to okay. try to find pockets. Thank you. Pockets of areas that maybe I haven't tapped into before because I was like, oh, that's not really something that I want to do, or I can't see where I could be effective or whatever. But the word that I really have just aligned with is just being open, be open because things come to you. I do believe things come to you the way that they're supposed to come to you. And when they're there, what does it hurt to check it out and see if it's something that you could connect with instead of putting yourself in a bubble and saying, this is all I do. So that's not all I do. And I always coach people to be like, Hey, bring your full self to everything that you do, bring your full self, not just your little technical skills that you think is going to get your job, bring your full self. There's so many things that we've all done in our entire life that we forget because we're like, that's not our career. So I'm not going to focus on that. But some of those talents that you left behind help you in life still. That's a great reminder because most, most of us who are getting to a certain age and have spent 20, 30 years working, we've done 
we've morphed multiple times. We've done so many different things yeah. and, we've, and we've developed so many different skill sets, but we're not doing it right now. So it's almost like they didn't exist, but they do exist. That's part of who we are. And yeah. we do forget that. You're, you're totally right about that. Yeah. Uh, I love your motto too. I mean, help when and where I can, because I can. That, you know, that opens the door. When people see that, honestly, when people see that, and then get to know you and they understand that this is just who Nicole is. Yeah. That right there opens doors. More people are going to want to talk to you. More people are going to want to converse with you because they're going to ask, well, what does that mean? Help when and where I can, because I can. What can you, what do you bring to the table? Tell me more about Nicole. Tell me what you're doing. And I, I have to ask, and I would throw, throw this out there. When you do the coaching for these moms, so is that going to be in a, like via zoom? Is that going to be, you know, is that a group thing? Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be a group thing. It's going to be online. Yeah. And they all, they all work together. So it's going to, it's going to be a group thing, some facilitation, and then they'll get a little bit of one-on-one time with me. I'm really excited about the opportunity of doing this just because I do feel like there's something that I can bring to these group of women and they are so excited. They've been coming together as a group during this pandemic. And see, those are the things. The pandemic brings out things that maybe opportunities that you wouldn't have expected. Maybe these women really wouldn't have, you know, congregated this way if this hadn't happened, right? And then you don't always know that, oh, I'm struggling too. Oh, you're so, oh yeah, that's hard. And, you know, just, just thinking, but, but being able to own it and say, okay, let's, you know, let's get together and see where this goes. Let's get together and see where this goes, right? And so I, I, I'm grateful for the opportunity to sit with them and hear what they're going through and see what, what um, information we can go back and forth with. And so we'll see. I'm also, oh, go ahead. Were you going to say no, something? I, I was going to throw you a curve, like a question of curve to all this. Like what's the best advice you've ever been, received as far as uh, professionally for you? Like that, that you feel like having not only listened to that advice, but incorporated in my, in my life as Nicole, this has moved the needle more in my own professional growth than anything else. Yeah, I would, I would say um, it's some of the best advice that I got when I switched industries, actually, okay. from finance industry to the biotech industry. I knew nothing. I basically got this job. I interviewed on a Wednesday and I got hired on a Friday. I was leaving an industry. I just wanted something different. I didn't feel like the job was speaking to me anymore. And because it goes back to my mission, I felt like I was just helping people get richer, but there was no, what was the change? What were we doing? And so I just felt like I was like empty every day. And so when I got into biotech, um, I was super excited. I was working under a woman that was phenomenal at what she, what she was doing in investor relations. And I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to be working with this lady. I'm going to move my career. It was a career that I fell into. But once I fell into it, I was like, oh, this is what we're doing. And I was moving along with her. And six weeks into the gig, she was like, yeah. Uh, so I got another job. So what do you mean you have another job? She was like, yeah, I mean, you kind of could tell that, you know, the CEO and I aren't getting along well. Um, and I was like, no, Ooh. <laughs> stop the truck. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. This is what I signed up for. What's, what's going on? Um, and so it was just kind of like, okay, well, she was, she's like, you're going to do fine. Like you're amazing. This is, you have a wonderful personality. You can get along with anyone. I was like, yeah, but I, I mean, can I do this job? Like who's going to be my boss? Who am I going to report to? Like, I was just so stressed. She's like, we'll report to my boss. And I'm like, okay, 
I'll report to your boss. It's fine. So now reporting to her boss, her boss is pregnant and her boss is going to be out on maternity leave soon. And I'm like, okay, so I have a boss that left. A boss is boss that's also leaving. <laughs> boss is boss is heavily. And then it's like, here, okay, hi, I'm here. Um, <laughs> baptized by fire. What's going on? And the best advice I got was when I'm somehow now always with the CEO, right? Because that's who my boss's boss reported to. So now with my first boss gone and the bigger boss is on maternity leave, my boss becomes the CEO. And they're trying to find someone to be my boss. They hired, we did a lot of interviews. We hired this gentleman. He lasted two days because he was like, well, I had another opportunity. I probably shouldn't have accepted this. And so he was gone. And the CEO brings me down and he's like, all right, I got to talk to you. I'm like, oh, geez. You know, I always had this vibe. Like, I think a lot of people do at a company when the CEO calls you to come down to talk, you're like, what does this mean? What's it going to tell? What's she, you know, he or she going to say to me? And he's like, look, I know you're probably a little stressed. Uh, just a little. He goes, people are in and out. You don't know if you're coming or going. He goes, but um, we're going to just let you have the department and see you go. Wow. I, was like, I was like, what do you mean by that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like have the department. He was like, no, I mean, you're going to need some help, obviously. I mean, you, you've, you've not done this, but, and he was just like, you know what? I'm going to tell you something. When you give people room to grow, they'll surprise you, but oftentimes they'll surprise you. You'll surprise yourself. Wow. And I was like, he's like, so let's give you some room to grow and just grow. And I was like, wow. And I, I've never forgotten about that because oftentimes we put ourselves in these confined spaces and we have all the self-talk that's like, I'm not good enough. I'm not going to be able to, what if I mess? What if I screw up? What if I, you know, it's the what if game, right? The what if game Box tears you apart. Yeah. yeah. The what if game talks us to talks us ugh, so poorly when we constantly do that. And that has been something that I've always thought about. It's like, give yourself room to grow. And then I also did that when I had others that were working with me. Give them room to grow. Let people make and, mistakes. And, and that is a great, like, that's a teaching moment. Like, uh, this is so beautiful the way you, you play it. Because I can see you doing that with all these working moms. Yeah. Like, where, where can they grow? You know, where is their room to grow and not be boxed in by circumstances or otherwise? I, I can see the applicability of that statement, basically, to that crosses industries, it crosses positions, it crosses everything. Personal, professional. Yes, yes. I mean, we don't give ourselves room to grow and there's so many reasons, right? We don't give ourselves room to grow because of judgment. What are they going to say? What are they going to think? What, you know, the whole like, what if, like I said, the assumptions, the limiting beliefs around it, the, all of that stuff. It's, it's, we beat ourselves up and then it's like, sit back and be like, is any of that truth that you're talking about? What about that, that you just said is truth? Nine times out of 10, three quarters of it is zero, zero. And, and probably more of that. And probably 95% of what we said is not true. Yeah, not, not true at all. You know where this actually also plays out? You know how we talk about there's no growth in the comfort zone? It's comfortable. It's nice, but we don't grow. We have to go outside our comfort zone to grow. Now, I'm going to add what you just said, that not only to grow, but to... Open that's like up. this, yeah. Open up, spread those Man. wings. Yeah. You know what? That's the thing. When we, I always say, you know, to grow your, is yeah, outside your, tentacles out, your tentacles out. Yes. Like, you know what? You may think you're supposed to be growing this way, but what if you're supposed to be growing that way? And, you know, I always ask people when I'm talking to a group or whatever, like, what is it that you wanted to be when you were 
when you were younger, when you grew up, like what, what did you think you were going to be? Right. And people are like, why is she asking this question? No, it's, it's ask, a great question. I ask that all the time with my clients. Yeah. Absolutely. I ask that question or ask a group of people that question because sometimes even just the idea of the, so I always wanted to help people, right? That's my underlying theme. So I wanted to be a doctor. Uh, like I really thought I was going to be a pediatrician, like hands down stethoscope when I graduated, I was working with people like I just was going to be the pediatrician. Calling Dr. Jones, calling Dr. Jones. Dr. Jones, please that. come in here, right? That was very, <laughs> just, so just my smile. Hey, come on in. Let me, you know, that oh, this, so this works. Yeah, yeah. Just, it just would have worked, right? Um, well, then I started realizing like, you know, math's not really my, my sweet spot. And I just didn't want to struggle a lot. Um, but then I started thinking about all the other things I wanted to do, right? I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to do this. I wanted to be a soap. When you have that beautiful singing voice. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thank you. I wanted to be uh, a reporter, right? When I looked at the themes and all of that, it was always about trying to help, help get the story out, help bring a smile on someone's face, help a child, you know, with them being sick or just to remain healthy or, or whatever it is. It was help, 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 help. And sometimes we don't know how that's going to be dressed up, right? We get fixated on identifying like your identity of like, oh, I, I need to be this or I have to be this. Um, I was always a curious child. I thought I would become a coach when I retired. And then I just kind of took a risk and was like, hey, let's kind of see what, what this will happen when I was going to get let go at a company. And you know what? I'm still helping people. Yeah. And it's just dressed differently. I, I know our time is running short and I'm looking at it, but I, I want to point something out about the gift that keeps on giving because what that CEO said to you, Nicole, room to grow. He's also saying though, I trust you and I have faith in you. I know your boss just quit. I know your <laughs> boss's boss is pregnant and she's taking a leave of absence. I know I'm, the, I'm three steps up and all that, but you, you, the department is yours room to grow. I trust and I have faith in you. Imagine how powerful that is when we do that for somebody else, right? You're a young lady and the CEO, man, it's like, yeah, everybody's out. It's chaotic. I here trust you, you. I have faith in you. <laughs> Hopefully you can hang in here. Can you just hang in yeah. here with us? <laughs> yeah. And there's room to go. No, but I know, but what a statement. It, it, even if he did, or she, I don't know if it was a man or woman, he used those know. words. I trust you and I have faith in you. In essence, he said, your department is yours. Go for it. You have room to grow. He's conveying the confidence from the CEO's perspective to you. That is so powerful to have somebody that believes in you that much. When you're brand new in the company and in the industry, I mean, this is what yeah. It was just like, wait, I don't know any yeah. of this stuff. Like, I'm working with PhDs. <laughs> I go from working with you know eye banking people to PhDs, and I'm like, what? But okay, if I thought that was hard. Right. This is a difficult, different, different type of hard. But what I learned again, what's always gotten me through life, and in you know, know your strength. My personality is my strength. That has what has gotten me jobs. That has what has gotten me connections, networks, all kinds of things. Has been my personality. I may not be the person that had the most experience, but my personality was always what will win. That's always what's won for me is my personality. Good point. Well, and you have a great personality. It's, you know, we've talked multiple times. And the reason that we're friends that we keep talking is because you're easy to connect with your smile, your heart, your kindness, your goodness, 
You're just, you're just an amazing lady. And, and who, I, didn't, I didn't need to come on the show to get that. Thank you, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, well, it's, but, true. but, it's, but it's true, though. But it's true. I mean, none, none of what Randy just said is an exaggeration at all. It may sound like, well, he's paying me a whole bunch of compliments, but that is who you are, though, Nicole, and it shows. <laughs> it, like, it is. That's You don't have to, like, try to be this, but that's who you are. And I know you and I have talked also about the gift your mom gave you, right? And I think she's alive and well through you. And uh, you honor her, and I know she's very proud of you. Very proud yeah. of you. Yeah. Yes. It's yes. such a beautiful thing. That's the way Nicole shows up in the world. Yeah, that's that's my that's my gift. That's how I That's how I show up. I want everyone to feel welcomed around me. I want them to feel like I'm not going to be judging them. I mean, pretty much people say a ton of stuff to me. I may have my moment to be like, well, I disagree. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's just, I just like people just to show up, be present and be who you want to be. And I struggled my entire life of truly, truly owning who I am as a person. And so when I say the pandemic has done wonders, it has done wonders. 47 years of me being like, ah, and always like sometimes playing too small and, and all this kind of stuff. I mean, you and I have talked about that, but it's been like, you know what? I'm going to own it. This is who I am. If you like it, great. If not, it's all good. It's all good. That's right. You well, know? so you just gave three tips to our audience, but, uh, you know, <laughs> no, no, we got to repeat them though. <laughs> show, up, <laughs> show up, be yourself. And, and I, now, and then I lost the third one, but uh, we want, what, what, the, what are three tips, three parting, uh, pearls wisdom, of wisdom, wisdom bombs or pearls of wisdom that you want to drop on our audience? Uh, I would say sometimes you just have to let go. You have to let go of things. Sometimes we hold on to things so tightly, thinking that it's getting us to where we want to go. Uh, but sometimes we need to look at it maybe a different perspective and just let go of some old and let some of the new come in and see where it leads you. That's that's one thing. So maybe a little different than probably what I would think about. Um, getting back to the, I have to get back to this. I know we've already talked about it, but I have to bring it back. It's like, we just can't do everything. Mm, ask for you help. Can't do everything. Yes. Ask for help because that is one of my things. It's like it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're not you're not a smart person. It doesn't mean anything. And that's what we need to understand. Asking for help is just that. I need help. That's all it means. <laughs> and it's okay. And it's okay, right? Yeah. Um, the last one for me is something that is probably going to be uh, boring for some, but. Just keep working on listening. listening. Why do you say that? Can you explain? I know we have it, it explained like 30 seconds. Why do you say that, that? Why is that so important to keep on listening? Because I feel like we're, we're not fully listening. And fully listening is being present, letting someone speak, and you take in before you start interrupting, before you start right when they say yes. And then you're like, yeah, yeah. Well, I remember about a time when, you know, let's not be conversational hijackers. Like just Ooh, I like that. allow conversational hijackers. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard that before, but that's a great term. That's just my favorite. That's something I talk about all the time. Like, don't be a conversational hijacker. You know, if someone brings something to you, listen, because they're bringing it to you. They could have chosen so many other people to bring their heart to, and they chose you. So listen and take that with like a, like with everything, like be honored that someone wanted to sit down with you to share a story and that you should be honored 
and listen. That's and not be a conversational hijack. <laughs> what are you, a communication expert? <laughs> well, you know, that's a beautiful thing. And that does two things for you when you listen like that, right? It helps them to feel heard. Yes. Which we all want to feel heard. We, want, we want, want to feel like like we're valued, like our that we're worth listening to. But the other thing is, when you take the time to listen, you never know what you're going to learn. Correct. And how it's going to be a blessing to you in your life. Correct. Right? Yes. I you feel like everyone is a street. student. Yes. Everyone's a student and a teacher in every conversation. You're not above anyone that you, that you meet. I, I learned so much from my eight-year-old, you know, then I'm like, Oh, can you tell mommy that again? Like, how did, how did you, okay, wait, how did we do that? Let me take some notes. Mom, you got to take some notes. Yes. I got to take some notes. How do we do that? Can you show that to me again? Like when you just did on the computer, like, how did you know how to do that? You know, and it's like, it's cool, mom. <laughs> yeah, we just, um, you know, sometimes if we've been, if someone's told you that you're an expert or you feel you have this expertise, it's like you can't, you can't be a student in the conversation. And I feel like if that's the way that you show up in a conversation, then you've already dismissed the conversation. Yeah. Like you're not asking, like, please bring and fill my cup in a different way. Let me get a different perspective. Let me get a different understanding. Then you've already shut down before you've even started the conversation. Great. Uh, you know, um, Nicole, yes. if people want or want to be coached by you, how do they get a hold of you? Like, sure. and, 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 and I'm assuming so some of your coaching is done remotely. It's not all face-to-face, -face, right? So, yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, I feel like I should just call myself the virtual coach. I've yeah. done all coaching virtually yes so how do they get a hold of you yeah so you can reach me on linkedin i'm on linkedin i'm um, just nicole p jones is my uh linkedin yes the p please remember the, the p, p is key right like, there are a lot of nicole jones <laughs> which is why people laugh at me people laugh at me when i'm like oh nicole p jones and they're just like and they say that and i'm like well i say that because Nicole Jones is a very uh, common name. It's like, you know, yeah. nothing real special about Nicole Jones. I'm special, but the name is just, you know, well, yeah, out you there. Are so yeah, Nicole, <laughs> Nicole what Jones. What does P stand for? Out of curiosity. P. Patrice. Patrice, okay. Nicole Patrice. Patrice. Yeah, oh, I know that. Okay. Yes, yes. Everyone thinks I'm Haitian. They can, get you a hold, they can get a hold of you on LinkedIn. Is there anywhere else they can get? Do you yes, have LinkedIn, Instagram, website is NicoleJonesCoaching.com. Um, okay. Instagram. Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, Nicole Jones coaching. Okay. Yeah, you can get, you can get, you can get in touch with me there. Oh, awesome. My goodness. We could go on. I know this is the thing. That, I know. I know. <laughs> we could just, because I just have to say this to our audience and, and we've got to wrap this up, but Nicole is, is an amazing singer. She's an amazing storyteller. She's got some of the, the most beautiful stories, yeah. touching, heartwarming, reach down into your chest and grab your heart and palpitate it warming type of uh, story. Wow. <laughs> right? I'm with you, Ilya. Like, wow. <laughs> she does. Oh, you didn't know you had that impact on people. Conversations that, and, and she's just an amazing lady to connect with. So. Uh, we want to thank you, Nicole, from the bottom of our, from the top of our heads all the way down to the bottom of our feet, right to the center. Thank you for being on with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure 
to talk to both of you. I don't get to talk to you that much, Elia. So we're going to have to connect. We, we do need to. Um, we absolutely we do. I miss you. Yes, so I, I miss yes. I miss you too. But I wish you both a fabulous summer, Elia. Thank you. Give me my make sure that you give Greece a kiss for me. Okay? I will. I know how, <laughs> how special Greece is to you. I will definitely do that. Yes, definitely do that. But it's been a joy and a pleasure to see both of you. You too. Thank right. you so much. Thank you. We want to thank you, our audience, uh, for listening today. This has been a great conversation and a lot of value, a lot of actionable thoughts and tips that can uh, be shared. And we want to invite you to stay tuned for our next episode as well. We've got a great, great guest coming on. The amazing Rachel Beck, which you're not going to want to miss. She's another repeat guest, and she is one woman that has a ton of value to share, just like Nicole shared today. So please stay tuned for that uh, opportunity to listen to her. We want to thank you, our audience, for joining us today, and we wish you a wonderful rest of your day. If you have suggestions for guests or discussion topics, please send a message via our Anchor page at anchor.fm forward slash kindness hyphen happiness or send an email to randy at randymcneely.com with the subject podcast suggestion remember kindness is a choice and happiness is a choice always so choose to be kind and choose to be happy today and good things will follow have a wonderful rest of your day